from the city that has always been the epicenter of music. The established, the current, and the risers of the true soul of Memphis. This is the Memphis Reverb. You've seen her on This Is The Voice. Da, na, na, na. Was that close? That was really good. Oh, thanks. Uh, but uh, she was Team Kelly in The Voice. We talk a little bit about that, but she's been busy since she's been back home. So uh, busy. Getting married, and we're going to talk about new music. I'm talking to Mandy Thomas next. This Woo-hoo. is the Memphis Reverb. Let's do it. Made in Memphis. This is the Memphis Reverb. She's been on TV. She's been everywhere. Everywhere. Man. Um, and, and now she's in the studio because, well, we're, we're going to get to the new music and everything like that. Mandy Thomas is in the house. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Um, uh, all right. Uh, you've been busy, lady. So busy. Holy cow. Um, did you pump the brakes at all during... 2020 or was it just like oh hey a shutdown great I can do like a thousand other things well after the voice I sat and kind of felt sorry for myself for about a month yeah and then I started having a lot of people get in touch with me and wanting to do projects and such hey you know I, I, hang on slow down pump the brakes I, let me talk about that real quick just that post voice yes thing huh what is that thought process? Because you see all the winners and stuff like that, but you never see what's after. <laughs> you never see you the know? losers. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no. It's not that's necessarily that you see the losers because I think even the winners, you don't know what happens. Right. Like the movie's over. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, and, and this is a bit, oh, my favorite of all time. I was with a, a, a psychology friend of mine and we're sitting there talking and uh, everybody talks about the wedding and I want to get to your wedding in just yes. a little bit. But, you know, everybody talks about the wedding and the movie's over. Right. But there's life that happens after the wedding. Mm -hmm. You know, life continues. It's not all like, you know, a Disney movie, you know. And so that uh, Disney movie with the voice even. What's the life afterwards? Like definitely not Disney. I won't go with Disney. Um, You if you want to use that platform for anything, then you really have to hustle a lot after the show Mm -hmm. to stay relevant with all of your new followers and everything on Instagram, social media and all of that. Um, but you have to start making moves with music and writing and getting your music out there if you want to keep people interested. Right. I, however, have waited a long time. <laughs> Not that long. You were you were right back in it. You sang um, at, at the uh, 901 FC soccer match. Yes, you I did. You did the uh, uh, national anthem for that. I was there. Oh, awesome. Uh, I'm a huge soccer fan. Um, did you clap for me? I did, of course. Oh my gosh, thanks. Yeah, I'm- no, and, and here's the thing. I'm a harsh critic for music. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's a... I wasn't even allowed to announce at that point that I was going to be on the voice. Really? Yeah. They might have accidentally said it, but I, I wasn't I, supposed to. But I feel like we all knew. We, well, maybe I, I I uh, maybe I did. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I did. I have to. I it's have really to hard to keep that, that secret. I know. Well, and that's the other thing, too. So when you audition and then coming back, and I don't want to dredge up this, this crap, but when it's interesting to me, just because it's like, weird right it's yes, weird it's very weird it's weird like the whole tv thing and, and like you, you've got makeup artists and stuff like that now and it's weird it was fun though it was yeah. really fun it was a cool experience i'd watched my students do it two of my students were on before i was on so i got to see it from the supportive angle and a little then bit I, of, well, you were like son of a bitch <laughs> right yeah and then i got to see it from my angle and i'm like thanks covid yeah so. 
But the part that I did before, we did get to do up until the live shows. Mm-hmm. Now, when the live started, that was all COVID. Weird. It was stupid. Yeah. But. I, they, I like the voice and I like messing. Those are the yeah. only two that I that one's fun. really digging. Yeah. You know, um, shout out to Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, go Wiz. And and so I'm saying, I, I talked to Wiz and uh, You'd be surprised. It's so weird, yeah. right? Um, but I think that's that's what's true about the voice too. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, we're past the voice, uh, but now, 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 your life is like. <laughs> a lot's happened. Whirlwind. Okay, so let's let me start with props. Let's start the prop strain real quick. 100 pounds since July? Yes. The hell? Well, um, let's see. I had been, okay, I had the surgery. You were pregnant and you gave her <laughs> right? That's how it happens. Two triplets. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> At that point, it would have to be like <laughs> nine or ten of them in there. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, like seeing yourself on TV looking like that. Yeah, I was confident. You know, going bad. Into, well, you know, but it wasn't great. Um, and I've always depended on my talent to kind of make, you know, stray people's attention from that. But I could have been more confident mm. with myself, especially mm. going through like the wardrobe and all of that. That was like very emotional for me because I see all the other cute little skinny girls getting to wear all the cute, you know, bright colors and everything. And I'm like, "Ah, I want to hide under black. So I did. Mm -hmm. But I think if I went back at this point, having lost the weight, it would have been so much more fun for me. Yes. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. Um, But I, I did have the surgery. I went to Mexico and I had a I caramba. Right. Was it nerve wracking? No, not at all. It was a great experience. Like my friend got it done and then encouraged me. Okay. It's because I had been wanting it for years, but I didn't have the money and all that. You go to Mexico, it's a third of the price it is here. Damn. Yeah, and it's it's a great deal. Um and they are very attentive and yeah. helpful and everything. Plus you're right there on the beach. Well, yes. Close. You weren't allowed to go on the beach at that point. It's in Tijuana. Oh yeah. I think it was some Don't flag water. going on. Yeah. But uh no, but it was wonderful. And I was there for two days and then back and then um uh ten months out now. I'm down about hundred and five. Damn. Goes that's quick. A, yeah. There's a lot of stalls too. Yeah. But, but that's it, true for any it's know. very fast. And it's just been something I wanted to do my whole life. You, you look know, fantastic. Well thank you. Thank you. So you look much. fantastic. So okay. Now to your point, now it matches. You're, the confidence level and and now you, I think your inner confidence level, your outward confidence level, and your inward confidence it's level. It's coming up a little bit. Matching up yeah. pretty good? Not 100%, but, you know. You got to get there. Definitely more confident in my talent than be. my you body. You should be. You should be. I saw your post even when uh, you were singing um, Mozart. Which song? Uh, oh, you saw that? that? Yeah, man. Oh. I'm a music nerd. I hear right. it. I can scroll. And you knew it was Mozart. Good for you. I forgot I even posted that. What is that? That's what I was trying to be relevant. <laughs> it's the magic flute. Uh, magic flute. Yeah. Um, Queen of the Night Arians. Not easy. No, no. Not easy. I honestly, and you were killing it. Not sure I could still do that. Just say, but I don't know. think anybody. When you get older, your voice gets a little <laughs> yeah, lower. I, I, I know. I my vo- vocal range is not. I used to be ten or one, baby. I'm oh, like really? rocking I'm more it. Of like an alto share. Oh, I'm going. I'm going Barry right now. I'm like, yeah, let me hit the bass. Um, but yeah, no. I and I think that that confidence level. I, I think you deserve to to give yourself that. Well, now. thank you. Do yeah, it. It's, do it's, it. It's getting better for sure. You know what else is going to help that? What? Now that you're married. Yes. You got a right hand here. I do. That's pretty cool. Cool. Left hand. Oh yeah, I guess the ring is on the left. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell my wife. I've been married for like we're going on almost nine, ten years. Well, right hand man. 
That's where I was going with that. Yeah, sure. Sure. We'll go with that. Whatever. Yeah. She wears the pants. <laughs> Listen, uh, I've gotten to that point where I'm. I'm Most of us do. (laughs) There's no secret there. But uh, congratulations to you. How was it getting married in a pandemic? Interesting. Yeah. It worked out because it's a sensitive subject, but I know lots and lots of people that I would have loved to have there. Yeah. And having to pick and choose. You didn't have to play favorites. Right. right. And, and, I, you know, and I cut and the it, cost down, right? And it still ended up hurting a few people's feelings when I'm they sure. found out about it. I'm so sorry about it, but I'm you know sure what? it was my day, our day. You know, and that's no, it's her day. <laughs> <laughs> As I look at him, it is definitely your day. And, and, and you know, at the end of the day, I, I don't remember who was all mine. Right. And you know we, I mean? we are, you know, having a little after party, after COVID party. Yeah. Uh, eventually. So actually. Last week, you have to cut that out. Yeah, it's the Saturday, <laughs> but I don't know how to incorporate that into a June conversation. Make it possible. We had a, a wonderful get together of close family and friends. See, so that's so all we had a karaoke it. party, and it was awesome. You're big in karaoke, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Like I, I grew up doing karaoke. I don't love it so much now, like every weekend, just because yeah. I sing professionally now. But it's it's not fun. like you're professional. You can't do it. Look at you. Get out of here. I don't here. like to do this. I'm getting paid. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just See, kidding. that's when it turns into a job. No, I love doing karaoke. Yeah, it's a no, drug. It's still fun. It's a drug with the right people for sure. Oh, oh yes. Two <laughs> two. Absolute hundred percent high five. Yes, yeah. Um, it, yeah, you can get in the wrong situation. Like I hate karaoke downtown. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I hate it. I used it to run karaoke downtown on Beale Street. The worst, literally the worst. Um, I met some cool people though. I miss uh, where was that dive bar there in Brookhaven, Brookhaven Circle? Windjam. That's that was my stomping. They guys. had like oh, I miss it every like, night. Yeah. Oh, every night you paid like a dollar for a pitcher of beer. <laughs> Get sloshed. I think it was seven dollars for a whole pitcher. Oh no, it was cheaper than that. No. Wasn't everything was seven dollars? <laughs> a shot of fireball, a pitcher of beer, a Jack and Coke. <laughs> I like any true Memphian knows Windjammer. You know, and that oh, place yeah. was like falling apart like twenty years ago. You so know, you know, you just karaoke with oh, the mice, and it's fine. I miss I miss places like that because there's no places like that anymore. Definitely hole in the wall, but best times. Um, and that's when karaoke was fun because everybody was there. You knew everybody was supportive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that was the thing. Like you knew ninety percent chance that whoever was getting up there was going to suck. <laughs> you knew that going in, and then when you heard people like you get up and they're you were like, oh my god, that was really good. Or they're like, oh, look at her showing off. You have no business. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think anybody thought no, that. No, I heard a lot of that. Oh, you did. Even though I wasn't, I was. I was just having fun. Oh, that's a shame. After that seven dollar picture of beer, <laughs> <laughs> we thought we we're playing paying a buck for. I thought I was a rock star. I would tell you what. Yeah, you I were because you're guys. killing it at you know Windjammer. No, no, I have video, and I was definitely not a rock star <laughs> when I thought I was. <laughs> Those are the ones you bury. Um, Liquid confidence. Now you are you are a professional. You are getting there. You, you know you are getting paid to do you. Um, yeah. You've got uh, a couple things working right now. Let's just start with um, uh, Queens Bluff. Okay. All right. Um, now, how does Queens Bluff start? Like, where does that whole thing well, originate from? And, and Queens Bluff is Angela Burton and I. Okay. As the lead singers, and that started because Keith Sykes, 
uh, he's president of Arden Studios now, mm-hmm. and he's had his own very successful career. Yeah. He helped uh, Jimmy Buffett write Volcano, <laughs> right. one of his biggest songs. And uh, he heard us performing at a casino one night. And he was there Random. judging. He was there judging some other vocal competition. I think okay. it was like a Kicks One Hundred Six vocal competition oh, okay. or something. And uh, he came and just listened to us. And he says, "I have never heard a cover band catch my attention with vocals like you two did." And he yeah. stayed the entire night and you know hang out with us, Isn't and dancing that weird, on the dance floor. Man. And he gave us his card, and he was like, "I want to work with you, ladies. Give us a call." You know, his he and his wife were there. Yeah, and. You never know. I just, I, I went out on them and gave them a call and everything. And think back to that day. Did, did you expect wildest, wildest imagination? And I, I want you to go back like into that mindset where you're like, I'm getting signed today. Or, or were you just going in like <laughs> this? Is we like didn't a get signed gig. that day. It's actually, we just got signed a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, or even we just got signed a few months ago. Yeah. And it was pretty much, uh, he was contracting us to record songs that he has written okay. and he's wanted other vocalists for. So yeah. we've done three songs so far and that one was just released. Here's, here's, here's one that, that hey was world. Hey world. Um, it is, I, I, I'm digging it. So here you go. Here's, here's just a little scotch of, uh, Queens Bluff. Hey world. Hey world. You don't. Yeah, he you had the song written. And this one, actually, he was not even considering letting us do. Um, I guess maybe he didn't hear a female voice on it, but then he just was playing around and let me hear it. And I was like, I want to do that one. Please <laughs> let me do that one. I like it. And I, I like There's that confidence one. we were talking about. Well, I mean, Hell I like yeah. the slower ballads, too. Kick so. the door in. Do it. Yeah, so we did it. And that ended up being the first one he wanted to release. I like it. It's kind of bluesy. It's It's got an unchained melody feel. Yeah, yeah. Like a 50s vibe, maybe. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I get to build those high notes, and that's my specialty. Yeah. So it feels good up there, huh? It does. It feels really good. I kind of try to put a little soulful touch to it as well. Mm. But, I don't know. I, that, I enjoy doing that one. When, when you talk about the soulful touch and stuff like that, I, I know that was a recurring theme even when Kelly was talking to you mm-hmm. about that. Um, Kelly Clarkson. Yes. Sorry. Kelly we're, we're first name. Oh, uh, yeah. First name. Hi, Kelly. Um, but, you know, that was one of those, I guess, tricks that you picked up from from there. I mean, obviously yes. you knew about that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know. But, um, you know, does that come into play? To, like, is she like one of those little angels on your shoulder? <laughs> like, okay. Well, I've been listening to her since she was on American Idol. Like, yeah, she's right. been one of my idols, you know, along with Celine Dion, Whitney Houston, all the big names. And I just kind of shaped my voice uh, with all the big pop singers and mm. That's what I like to do, as long as a little bit of Memphis soul. So. Well, now you're working with them, so. Right. <laughs> I mean, call it like you see it, right? I, I am. Um, yeah, Queen's Bluff. You got Hey World. That's out right now. Um, but then... Uh, on all streaming platforms. On all streaming platforms. Go ahead and add it to your playlist. Um, or click the, click the link in the below. Um, but I also... And this is kind of future tense uh, because it, uh, it's not even being released 
and for a week now, right? Okay. Um, I don't know how much we can talk about because you've got some solo stuff rocking now. Yes. Well, it's not rocking yet. Well, in a week. In a week. Um, Are you nervous about this? I am nervous about it just because of the content. It's about a boy, uh, you know, and it was, I can't even call it a failed relationship because it wasn't even that. It was just, you know, it was a so, failed relationship because now you're in a su- successful. Well, it was never a relationship. I mean, oh. I thought it was a relationship. But it wasn't. <laughs> We've all been there. So, we have all been there. So I got mad and wrote a song about it. I don't know. No, I'm still friends with him and everything. And he's cool. Um, you're not that big, good close of friends. Though. We're not super close. <laughs> No, <laughs> he's still a jerk but i will say i started writing a song when yeah. he and i were still hanging out and he was very encouraging he's a big uh, music fan too mm-hmm. so i don't know and it's got a country so soulful country feel to it is that where you're going you feel like you're going country i love country i was raised on country mm-hmm. but i was trained classically yeah so, um, well, there's videos out there of you singing Mozart and things right, like that, you know, and then turn around singing Whitney and then turn around singing country, <laughs> right? Then some rapping videos out there somewhere. But <laughs> this is if I had to choose one genre for the rest of my life, I think it would be country, mm. but I still like the soulful, like Adele feel too. So I want to kind of combine no, those, yeah, but there's no formula to this, yeah, there's no rules. Yeah. yeah, music is made to be broken, all the music roles are made to be broken, <laughs> right? You know, look at look at all the greats. That, How creative can you get? Right. Or how weird can you get? Yes. To a point. Yes. You know. Like I'm I'm digging Billie Eilish. Oh man. Totally weird. Totally. totally weird. She's an amazing singer too. Uh I'll tell you who uh, out of that duo is just mind meltingly like Phineas. Man, what so a dumb. weirdo. So dumb. what a weirdo. He is a weirdo. <laughs> I love him. But you know what? That weird is a millionaire. Good lord. And it what took him three minutes <laughs> to create like to become a millionaire in his house. I know, no, in his bedroom, not even in the whole house. It's crazy. I'll, t- I'll take this little corner of silver or bed. And I'm a little jealous. It doesn't it make you mad? How long somebody it, can be so creative? How long does it take you to write uh, your single like parachute? Parachute or um, punchline? Punchline. I don't know why I said parachute. Hey, if I wrote parachute, I'd be rich too. Um, that one was written pretty quickly just because that's I was, how it happens. I was in the moment. Right. Of course, I have other songs that <laughs> I started 10 years ago that are still are not finished. <laughs> but those become pieces of other ones. Right. You know, you know that right now. And I Th- think they go to the woodshed. Yeah. Going into Punchline, I knew what genre I wanted to have mm. or be. And I knew what I wanted to sound like on it. And it was kind of going to be. Uh, Miranda Lambert, Carrie Underwood vibe, mm-hmm. like a little bit of angry country, but still relatable yeah. to other people too. So here's what you're going to get in a week. Here, here, just a little taste of fun. Just a little taste, just to see how it felt. June 25th. I like it. Punchline. Um, we talked a little bit about it, but now I really want to kind of dive into it. You teaching yeah. other people to go off and do what you do. Yeah. I, as a, a music teacher, now I, I went to school for music education. Okay. I, 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 I get it. I right? tried the education thing, but I could not do 8 a.m. classes. You know what I couldn't do? Administration. 
Oh. I did not like following the rules. <laughs> I don't like following the rules. Either. Again, going back to the music thing, music where the rules are meant to be broken. Right. You know, um, and, and I didn't like to be told like, oh, no, the kids can't go on a band trip because we don't have the money to, to do it. And I'm like, well, they raise their own money. That's why they sell cookies and right. fruit and Coral kids in the same Wrapping line. paper. Right. I mean, like, they're literally always selling stuff. Like, if they, they are the peddlers of the school, and now you're telling me we can't. like, can people just give us, like, a $100 bill? And, like, Make it easier. Yeah. You know, just just find a big corporate backer. Anyway, um, but so now you're in that world. I mean, not teaching necessarily for a school, are Privately. you? Okay, you're Privately. teaching Yes. Okay, so you don't have to worry about all that. It used to be called E-Studio. It was owned by Erica Cobb, and then she recently sold it to Deanna Owens. Well, Deanna Shaheen, JT's wife. Yeah. And we just had him on the show. Well, had him on the show. <laughs> Our first, second episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Savage After Midnight. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a great band. Um, but... She's she's been in charge for about two years, and I've been there a total of eleven years. Oh, privately, oh, yeah. You've seen some people, obviously. Have, you've seen them. I've had successful people, yeah. yeah. And I mean, they still they encourage me to want to be successful. Do any of them reach out or back out and are like, okay, no idea what I do, want to do here? Like, help me out. And and do you find yourself in that boat? Like, how the hell am I supposed to tell you what to do? I have no idea what I want to do. <laughs> You know what I mean? I knew in high school that I wanted to teach voice lessons mm-hmm. because I had a great teacher myself starting out and she just made a really big impact on me. And I knew I wanted to do music for the rest of my life. And right. so, you know, poor, it's man's, poor man's career. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I knew I wanted to teach. So I started helping my friends in high school with their college auditions, just teaching them what my teacher was teaching me because yeah. not everybody has money for voice lessons. Let's be honest. Yeah. And they're still pretty expensive. Um, but so, you got to pay the bill somehow. But yeah, straight out of college, I came home and asked Erica. Well, my mom asked Erica for me. She was like, hey, give my daughter a job. Right. Because Erica saw me uh, growing up singing at the Mid-South Fair and those competitions and everything. Yeah. So she knew I was qualified and I had just graduated college, had a degree and everything. So it's de- it was definitely a learning experience to yeah. get to where I am now. And I was really nervous starting out. And you could probably ask some of my first year students when I first started teaching. She was like, okay. She was great. She was an awful teacher. <laughs> but like now, now I know what I'm doing. And, yeah. uh, you know, I was grateful that they stuck with me for as long as they did. Some of them. I had one who just graduated. She moved to LA to go to college. Wow. Uh, I think it's LA College of Music. Kennedy, you know, is her name. And yeah. she's done all of the big shows and won everything around here. And that just makes me feel good knowing that. Look she's at you now. being successful and now she's songwriting and making her own music. Yeah. And so super proud of, you know, the ones who continue and make a career. I'm proud of all of them, but it makes me feel good when they want to continue doing it. Yeah. And I've helped encourage that. Do you feel it's easier now with the TikTok and Instagram thing going on? Like, cause you're doing it too. <laughs> I try to do it. <laughs> I it's try tough. to stay relevant. And it's tough. Some of them, like I had one video that went kind of viral. It's almost at a hundred thousand views. Yeah, that's almost. Pretty, pretty but it was good. my second video I posted on my new profile because if you don't keep up with TikTok, they call it shadow banning, what? and that just means only the people who follow you can see your stuff. And I you're have not, no idea about TikTok. Right. Well, there's a thing called the for you page. Okay. And I, I know you can look at that. people you're following or you can look at the for you page and okay. TikTok just thinks that you might be interested in it. So they'll show you these videos okay. that are relevant to the things you usually view, I guess. Mm-hmm. So if you don't keep up with it, then you don't show up on other people's for you page. Oh, excuse me. Uh, yeah. So I had to make oh, a whole new profile because I didn't know that going into it. But I didn't know that either. My second video got the most views and nothing else. Was well, what's, what's the cutoff? What do you? 
like is it like every 24 hours 10 hours? a lot of people who thinks that they think they have it figured out who have like a lot of followers mm-hmm. post like two to three times a day oh my gosh day, that's a full same time. time of day oh my gosh i can't commit to that no that's a full-time job fun you know and there's so many undiscovered amazing singers well, and yeah. musicians on there you know but when you're looking at all of those, those four years and, and you see all this talent rolling around and you're like, holy cow. I'm, I'm irrelevant. <laughs> no, it's like, there's just so much. I think I'm trying to remember who like, Oh, I guess Charlie D'Amelio. There's yeah. She's like the most popular TikTok person. She's just a dancer. Like she doesn't even sing or anything. Yeah. She just stands there and does those little TikTok moves. <laughs> we just got done talking with Ryan Williamson, he's a producer out in, in LA and, and he's producing one of these Tiktokers yeah. now. And yeah. it's it's he's like it's a thing. You know, it, like, you know, what do you want to tell you? You know, it's a like thing. some people got a famous from YouTube. It's the same concept. Justin, uh, Justin Bieber. From YouTube? Yeah. Are sure you friends with Usher? He, Usher found him on YouTube. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. There where, you go. That's where, you know, the beeves came from. Yep. And they have all these children coming up. And I'm like, well, missed my shot. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a little bit like that, too. Like, I because I'm not on TikTok, I don't, I get it, but I don't understand it. Right. And maybe it's because I don't want to. Like, that's. Uh, listen, I figured out Facebook. I started at Facebook. I was there at and the I will beginning. Finish with Facebook. And I will die with that. I will die on that vine. I you got my I mean? Facebook, what, 2006? You had to have an EDU when yeah. I was on Facebook. Yeah. You know? I, had, I had an EDU. Yeah. Cool. Oh, man. I was, I was right the blue little line. Yeah. And Shoot. We should be grandfathered in the blue check marks. We should. Who do we need to write? Zuck. I feel like he won't respond. <laughs> Uh, speaking of the response, the response has been pretty damn good. Uh, whenever you're on stage, um, whether, yeah, you, uh, whether it's the, it's the cover bands or, or anything like that, that you're, you're involved with, I, I, you know, you kill it. Uh, and I don't think this is going to be any different with, with Queens Bluff or with the new solo stuff. This is exciting. I I, I don't know if I want to say it out loud. It's terrifying doing solo stuff because when I do Queens Bluff or Cruising Heavy, which was our other band, um, I've been singing with Angela Mm -hmm. since, since I, 2010. Do you find yourself leaning on her a lot? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think she feels the same about me because yeah. she's so talented. She writes songs too, but yeah. neither one of us like want to separate <laughs> and do our own thing because it's scary to see. Have you told her about this? No. Yeah. We talked about it. Oh. We tried writing together and then we're like, oh, we'll just do covers. <laughs> <laughs> and we've tried. Because you can't agree on it? Or what? No, we. I mean, we agree. We just we're both not confident in our own writing skills. I feel like I need to get you both in here, like a, a couples counseling kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. How does that make you feel? <laughs> don't don't use the I words. Use the we words. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know how she feels about it at this point, but we're both because of COVID, we're bored. Like we are so bored because all of our gigs were taken away and we lost thousands of dollars in income because of it. Thank you government for the SBA. Yeah. But uh, well, outside of this, it's picking back up. Yeah. I was just about to say now looking forward, you got your shots, right? Now Queens bluff is strictly with Keith Sykes. Yeah. Right. That's not going to be our cover stuff at all. It's its own. Keith's original music commitment that we Keith's going to do what Keith's going to do Keith's, with that. Keith owns it. And yeah. you know what? Being the president of Arden, <laughs> we've gotten a lot of studio time and we've learned a lot from him. Yeah. 
because live performing is way different than studio performing. Which one do you like better? Um, I personally like live performing better because mm. it's more forgiving with the reverb mm. and everything. Because <laughs> when you're recording, you get to hear your mistakes. Yeah. Well, plus you can feed off a crowd. Yes. And that helps. And, um, yeah, I love when you're ramping up for, for a higher note and you're like, oh, I'm not going to hit it. I'm not going to hit it. And you all of a sudden you look over and there's people going. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and you're like, like I hit it. You up. Oh yeah. yeah, even if you don't hit it, they're still going to scream because they're possibly <laughs> drinking. So seven dollar pictures, exactly. <laughs> seven dollar Jack and Coke. Um, going back to the voice, was though, everything like, really the same price at that damn bar? I swear to God, it was. Yes, but going back to the voice in terms of live audience, oh, yeah, and that right. last performance, like that, it killed me. It killed my performance, and yeah. it was just such a difference for everybody. All of our homemade videos were. <laughs> drab is the word for it I mean because we didn't have the audience to feed off of so Mm -hmm. uh, same thing with you know cruising heavy in here and performing when we do a gig like uh, Peabody rooftop party Mm -hmm. I mean that's that's wonderful we have that hype crowd they expect to have a good time when they come so they're ready to have a good time and then sometimes in bars and stuff or restaurants it's really hard to get them hype because they're not drunk yet right but by the second set you want that 1030 crowd right yeah right. you know they're doing it and we've been doing a lafayette's a lot lately but mm. it's only been our acoustic stuff so yeah. just angela and i and a guitarist or pianist feels weird it's i prefer that because it's there's no expectation to hype up the crowd mm-hmm. and i just get to sing and to try you. and impress people with just my vocals hey, instead of jumping listen, up and down and you, you could be in uh, singing covers and all of a sudden guy who owns studio whatever <laughs> comes in comes in and is like hey you know what i like that way yeah, yeah you know so you never know yep. um best of luck with all that listen so we're not done here uh we got more music to talk we got your f- top five countdown f- top five songs that you're rocking right now plus what you're getting into next yes all right it's all coming up uh right after this hang on this is the memphis reverb from pitch to the center circle studio Tim Van Horn goes studs up into the soccer world where no one is safe. Check out the latest episodes at my3subspodcast.com and on the iHeartRadio app. If you can make it here, then you've made it. This is the Memphis Reverb. I love this part of the show. This takes me back to my roots. Uh, here we go. The Manny Thomas Top 5, and it's starting right now. We're counting them down. Countdown. In at number five. Now, funny story about this lovely lady who is uh, kicking off our countdown. You actually sang with the Willowba. How did this happen? Sang with is a strong <laughs> word. <laughs> but when I was on The Voice during the battle round, she was Kelly's co like co coach, 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 yeah, yeah, coach. Her assistant in helping through the battle round. So yeah, each each team gets to pick their. Well, I don't, I don't know. If they pick we it see or, the show. You guys, she's like, oh no, sing it like this, and and then, and then she complimented me and yeah. everything, and I was like, do only complimented me, and I hugged her, and she smelled like flowers, and she's freaking gorgeous. She looks like she's perfect. I'm sure she has her own demons, but <laughs> we all do. But for the 10 minutes or actually it was about 30 minutes. I got to work with her and it was yeah. so cool. And she's her, she has the accent, the British accent. Yeah. Which uh, is automatically and like, it, and it makes me want to do it too. <laughs> so I had to try really hard not to do it. Cause it was going to be so bad. And at number five, do a leap. Uh, we're good.
It's very eighties. I, I I love it. I love all of her songs, but that one just sticks out to me. I don't know what it is. And the day I heard it, I played it on repeat <laughs> for about six hours. Learned every word that day. Sixty million downloads. You're like it's all thirty of them. Mandy <laughs> right? yeah. uh, this Mandy Moore. It's so weird saying the last name. Is it? Is it weird? My name is Mandy Moore. Oh, really? <laughs> Did I know that? It's it's my husband's last name, Mandy Moore. You're Mandy Moore now. <laughs> You're a freaking app. Anyway, okay. Mandy with an I Moore. <laughs> Let's let's continue on this countdown and then let's let me get back to that. Let me think about that. Let me soak it in. Because this song, number four, has a Memphis connection. Bruno Mars, Anderson Pack, Silk Sonic, leave the door open. Just Good angel. night. Uh, all right. Uh, okay. Anyway, sorry. Uh, Lauren Daigle, uh, hold on to me in at number. Hold on to me when it's too dark to see you. When I am sure I have reached the end. Hold on to me when I forget I need you. When I Number three, hold on to me. I, I you know. Anyway. Uh, no, this, this is my top five. Uh, this is your top five. And, and this is why I do this because I love it. I love, well, I, I got tired of doing other people's top five. So I'm doing your guys. Uh, makes me feel good, especially when Billie Eilish winds up on a countdown. This is yes. the first time, by the way. And I'm surprised about this. Billie Eilish has wound up in a countdown. Well, do you usually interview female singers? <laughs> Here we go. Billie Eilish, uh, bury a friend in at number two. And, and this one's hard for you, right? Like narrowing it down. Oh, yeah. No, I love uh, so many of her songs, but this one's a cool one. Too. All right. Here you go. Bury a friend. Number two. What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? Why do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? We all fall asleep. Where do we go? <laughs> we we should should have led with that was the first song I ever heard. Really, Billie Eilish, and I was like, "What is this garbage?" And then I was like, "Wait, no, I like it. <laughs> this is really complex. Wait, I want to kill myself. <laughs> I know. Wait, I need to stop listening. Why, Billie Eilish? Why? I mean, and you have, should know that Dave Grohl is a huge fan of Billie Eilish. Uh, you should know that everybody is a fan of Billie Eilish because of that fact. Like you listen to it's her, it's so different. You don't want to be a fan of her. Right. And I think that like, she pulls you in. Yeah, she with like her 16 year 17 year old self. She's 18 now. But then she was like 16. And that's Yeah. Time. Yeah. But like she sucks you, you know, in. Her nosebleed section seats are $750. <clears throat> mm-hmm. What? I didn't go. <laughs> what? Her concert I wanted to, but yeah. I would I'd be afraid to go to a Billy Ellis. I don't want to go see her in concert. They do like swirling uh what do they call them? I don't know. In the round? What do they call it when they're like, us? Uh, I'm successful. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> what do they call it when they're like, hit each other? Mosh pit? Mosh pit. Successful. Ah. Close. Yes, they do mosh pits, but they like circle and like hit each other and they run in circles. Like, but it's like a big circle. What? And she like kind of. How do you mosh to Billie Eilish? <laughs> She's got some rocking stuff. No, I know, but 
you can't mosh. You, you're not. I, I, I wouldn't want to mosh to it. Of course, Any diehard fan can mosh over anything. I'm coming from the corn generation of mosh. So. Well, I mean, they just run in circles and call it mosh. <laughs> She got to a point where she would crowd surf. She would throw herself into the crowd surfing is, is completely different. Have you ever crowd surfed? With my big ass, it's a religious really? experience. <laughs> we've lifted plenty of people. You were tiny with some of the people we've lifted over at um, Madan. Uh, the what was the place called? Don't want to set myself Music up for Fest? failure. Girl, you would have gone all the way back. I would be the one that goes to jump and then they all move. (laughs) It doesn't happen. It It doesn't happen. It does in movies, and that's enough for me. Movies is not real life. Anyways, I'd be the one that catches somebody else. I was the base when I was a cheerleader, so I lifted the skinny girls. Girl. Just saying. Okay, we gotta finish up this. I have a strong stature. Numero uno. I love this one. Olivia Rodrigo. And I wish I had a, like, could roll my R's a lot. Rodrigo. Oh, there you go. Deja vu numero uno. So when you're gonna tell her that we did that too, she thinks it's special, but it's so Super jealous. She's the new Billie Eilish slash Taylor Swift. Mm, that's fair. With she can get up there. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's uber, talented. uber talented. I just recently started liking her. My yeah. students pushed her on me, and then I'm like, "Hey, this chick's actually really good." <laughs> Do you find that like I don't want to like this? All the time. Yeah. All the time. Just because they're so young, and I'm like, Ugh. "Do you try to do it back to him?" Like. No, listen, listen, just listen, just, just. Well, they keep me relevant, and my students do. Like yeah. listening to this. Who do you Usually, find I would call it crap, but ninety <laughs> percent of it. It's really good, and she, like, she wrote all I want. She's written yeah. all of her songs. Yeah, and she records them also with like car door shutting and like puts all of those sound effects into it. And it, it, she's pretty creative too. I think Billie Eilish is in the back, probably, like. <laughs> oh look, that's did a. Did Phineas help produce her? I don't know. I Probably. Don't quote me. Drags a microphone across the table. Hit! <laughs> there it is. <laughs> anyway. Number one! Yeah. Let me poop You're on this one. You're gonna like it. No! Number one! That's all. That's good. I want to hear some of your music. <laughs> <laughs> I got a new single coming out. Uh, speaking of I want to hear some of your music. Okay, so next week, let's do some of the stuff that we got coming out. Uh, starting next week, we're music. Next week. Next week. Punchline. Uh, you're starting to get the gigs rolling through again. What can we talk about right now? I'm still performing at Lafayette's okay. um, in town. Um, shout out to Jillian over there. Shout out to Julian. He's, he's the man. He always makes everything happen for me. Like, I get to book that place for my students to do their recitals and stuff there, too. Oh, so they get wow. to have that experience with a live band and all that. Julian, you're a badass. I'm he's, just going to He's definitely He listens to He knows I love him. God, <laughs> everybody loves Julian. Um, Alfred's on Beale Street sometime. Okay. You know, uh, when the gigs are right, when the time is right. Yeah. Uh, I think Lafayette's right now is our most consistent. Um, and that's you and... So we were uh, booked for Peabody Rooftop this year, but COVID. So hopefully we'll get in that lineup next year. Which I don't maybe know Maybe they can do some full rooftop parties. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't start like later. They could have done that. Where can we go to find you? Um, you can check out all my social media, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, 
Mandy with an I. With an I. Thomas Vocals. Yeah. Changed to more. So. But there's already a Mandy Morris. <laughs> You're a freaking movie star! <laughs> it's so great! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for you to snow. She's, she's got big shoes to fill, so. <laughs> I can't I wait. do something. People are going to be like, oh, that's Mandy Moore. I thought about just calling my album, like, man. <laughs> <laughs> Go find Mandy Moore. Uh, Mandy Moore. <laughs> Go find Mandy Thomas. Uh, Mandy Thomas slash. Uh, dash. Dash slash. Is it dash? It's dash. a dash. Yeah. Um, so go find uh, on social medias. Uh, Cruising Heavy. You got... Um, you got a lot going on. Slow down. If you want voice lessons, come see me. Uh, and then you're going to be doing uh, more bangled banners. Excuse me? Are you, you going to be doing the bang, the banner anymore? Um, Are we having games anymore? Are you kidding? We're full capacity. Look, I'm trying to get in a Grizzlies game, National Anthem, and nobody wants to share the contact. So if you're hearing me, <laughs> contact me because I've got students that would love to do it and I would love to do it. Uh, let's talk about... Uh, Redbirds. 901 FC just had full capacity. Did they? Yeah, this past what? weekend. What? Mm-hmm. Made a call. Full capacity. Well, the girl who actually got me the end for that is no longer working for them, so. <laughs> Nobody over there is still working on them, so. <laughs> Little inside baseball there. Anyway, uh, so there you go. All right. Uh, thanks for coming in. Okay. Thank you for this having me. This has been a blasty blast. Uh, who we got coming up? Let's see here. On the show next. Uh, I'm excited about this. We revisit... Uh, a little bit of a guest that we had on about a month ago, um, Ed Harris's tag team duo partner, uh, Brian Link from the Icarus Plan, because I've got a bone to pick with that man. Uh-oh. Yeah, we're going to talk about... Love talk Ed. Uh, Be nice to him. <laughs> next week. Until then, we are out. Peace and love. The Memphis Reverb Podcast, hosted by Brody Scott, recorded, produced, and edited by Brody Scott. Like and follow us on your favorite social media at Memphis Reverb. If you'd like to be featured on the show, just email us at memphisreverb at gmail.com. Find more episodes by searching Memphis Reverb. This is a Brody Scott production. Daddy, daddy.